Hey everyone, welcome to Simplexity, where we simplify the complexities of life and bring a little curiosity and contemplation to meaningful and sometimes difficult conversations. I'm your host, Allison Stoner. Last week, we sat down with Sister Jenna, and the episode was so good, and the conversation went so long, we decided to cut it in half. So if you haven't already heard episode one, please do check out last week, and make sure you catch up, and you hear her introduction, and what the conversation is all about, and then pick up where we are here today. And without further ado, I want to jump right back in, because she just has so much to share, and it's so timely and important. So thanks for listening. Enjoy part two of Sister Jenna. What I was hearing as you were describing is really interesting because the word hope is used in a lot of political marketing strategies. However, when you feel into the way that it's used, it actually feels like the push you were referring to earlier as opposed to the hope attached to the pull from the soul. So we can observe leaders and messaging points when they talk about hope is it attached to the past or is it attached to a soulful informed future it's definitely attached to the push because there's just what they know and i hope everyone would love me after this but majority of us as americans um, are being called to educate ourselves more socially consciously spiritually um, financially internationally. And so if you're someone who spends a lot of time not really being curious about matters that are bigger than your city or bigger than your living room or bigger than what your TV is telling you, then you're going to be a part of that push. And unfortunately, the biggest voters that go out are Christians, evangelists, and individuals of a particular race who might not necessarily really do the deeper internal work to observe and to discern, is this true? Is this real? And so unfortunately, they are selling that to that market. And, you know, you sometimes have to throw the bait. And I think some politicians and leaders throw out the bait. And if you buy it, then they'll they'll reel you in. But then from that point, if they're really genuine people, they can do the work. Very few politicians I've seen have taken the high road and have gotten voted in. Very few. And historically, they don't really talk much about them. Allison, I was at a dinner the other day. And this guy is a beautiful man, beautiful person with a lot of um, power in, in, in this in this particular area. Indian, I have to tell you. And as I'm in his home and I decided to take over his, his kitchen and cook him some pakora, I go, let me cook pakora because you guys are moving too slow. <laughs> we ended up in a conversation about politics. And he began to praise a particular leader. And he even says, even though they don't have morals or values, they've done a lot for the country. And then he started to defame another leader. He goes, what did they do? They did nothing for anyone. And I says, I can't believe you. You mean to tell me you can't acknowledge or recognize the characteristic of the person and the morals and the ethics, and you are praising someone who's not modeling that? I really spoke to him. Have you frozen on me again? No, I'm here. Oh, you're here. I spoke to him and everyone in the room (laughs) looked at me. And I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I'm really an independent. I want to vote for whoever has the best voice. And what I left with is that no one's using their discerning powers. 
I had to shut him down. Uh, needless to say, his wife called me the next day. Oh, my God, my husband was just out of it the next day. I go, yes, because he is prejudiced. There is no way you can tell me that he is speaking so ill about a family that set the tone of such values and morals and never spoke about that in my conversation with him. And he praised a group of people who were showing none of that whatsoever. Mm. And you know what was cute? At the end of our conversation, he says, but I want you to know I'm nothing like the leadership of this country. And I said, okay, whatever. Cognitive <laughs> we're, just very, we're just in a very unique place right now, you know, and he's a great guy. He's a great guy. I think I've, I've learned so much from listening to your radio show and, and things that you've written and meditations you've led. Um, and Brahma Kumari's... Uh, there's a special relationship also to the earth. It's not just to people and the social aspect. It's also to the environment. You've mentioned you're involved in this thing called sustainable yogic agriculture. What What is that? What is the purpose? And what's the impact on the mm-hmm. earth? Well, first and foremost, the most important thing when you're looking at supporting the environment is to be mindful of the quality of your thoughts. So in the Brahma Kumaris, we're very clear that based on whatever thoughts you're having, that's having an impact on our environment. So you can be a meat eater, but you're, you know, you're so peaceful over here. We we will value the fact that you're a more peaceful person, but a peaceful person maybe wouldn't be killing a cow. Anyway, long story short, (laughs) I just put my foot all my foot in my mouth in that one. The point that I'm making is that um, most importantly, we need to focus on our thoughts. And so with our yogic agriculture that we do globally, we plant our vegetables, our fruits in a very pure consciousness. And the yogis go out in the fields and meditate on the crop. And what we have witnessed, and this is no lie, we've witnessed the vegetables, the fruits growing beautifully, not only sweet, but two, three times the size in which people who are putting insecticides on the on the vegetables are getting. So we're realizing that if we really want to help the environment, we've got to also believe in the power of pure thinking. Dr. Emoto did an experiment. He's a Japanese researcher, I believe. Remember the water crystals? Mm-hmm. And he had people think particular thoughts in front of these water crystals over a particular period of time, and they changed based on the vibration of people's thinkings, there's there's scientific proof that our thoughts affect the environment. So if we're talking about global warming, and we're talking about somehow sustaining the planet, we need to look at the pattern of our thinking and the intentions in our thoughts if we really want to show up in helping our planet. Especially if it yields more nutritious fruit yeah. and... And the metaphorical fruit, of course, of peace and love and purity and justice. Yeah. And, and so what are other means of service that your organization focuses on, whether that's for the environment or getting involved in the community? A lot of people think meditation and yoga are for people who are escape artists, people who don't really want to be heavily invested in society. And that's not the Brahma Kumaris. And by the way, the Brahma Kumaris is ran by a very matriarchal power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, most of our, all of our leadership in terms of, um, let me see, the numbers are about 75% now. The leadership is female. And to this day, 
our spiritual mom, I should call her, Daddy Janky, is 104 years old. And she's still guiding and she's saying, you can't think like that. That's not going to be sustainable. You're not going to be a better person if you keep like that. And there's something powerful about having leaders that are 104. One is 98. The other one is 95. And our youngest one is 90. And when we go and spend time with them, they're not our gurus. We sit with them and talk with them. They're family, they're friends. So what we've learned is that when you have moved a tremendous percentage of the algae out of your consciousness, then the original quality of the soul can tap into God's energy. And when God's energy starts to use the purity of your presence, you can do anything in the world. So from yogic agriculture, we have also built the largest solar thermal cooking system in the world. It cooks for 30,000 people, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We educated approximately 300 indigenous people in the villages of India to teach them how to build and how to manage a solar thermal plant. Wow. More than what you'd get with a, a college-educated scientist or engineer. And so from that to working in marginalized communities globally, we go in and assist with um, empowering individuals who are in refugee camps. We have worked in eradicating poverty. We have worked in areas of um, violence. We've worked in areas of woman empowerment. It has become an endless process of our contribution of bringing values, thought healing, thought therapy into just about every sector of society. Again, you don't have to stop being a cop, a lawyer, a mother, a teacher. You just have to start to bring the purity of your essence into your role. Hmm. If everyone can do that, this planet and this world could last much longer. Now, bringing up a point that you had mentioned earlier in the fact that Mm, lower levels of consciousness are very marketable. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're also seeing the flip side now that spirituality has become largely commodified and commercialized. How do you navigate the business of spirituality as, as both a leader and an observer of the current systems? Well, Daddy Janky keeps us in place at 104. (laughs) We've not been able to market ourselves at all. And I think that's why we're such a powerful movement behind the scenes of many individuals that are shaping changes in the society. That's one. We deeply believe that when we change, the world will change. So we're not worried about the marketing of, you can't market spirituality. Mm -hmm. I do know that when you bring ancient traditions to the West, individuals do have the art of putting it together in a way it could appeal to a lot of people and that's okay if that's what they wish to do i don't i can't speak to that point because we haven't been marketing our organization at all we still believe in the power of one individual making a change and whether i'm talking to one person in a room which i have or a million people in a room Mm -hmm. which i have it doesn't matter Every single one of the members of the Brahma Kumaris enter a stage knowing that I have to do the change on me. Right. And that's why I'm here. For folks who want to market and brand and package it, it's fine. If you've got the platform and you have the ability to reach millions of people, 
and you're making them feel more positive, then do it. But don't forget, you too have to do work on yourself. Right. And that work carries on until our final breath. And you have been asked over and over again to be with people in their final moments. What are some of the most common themes and or questions, fears that you encounter with people? And and what do you say to them? Every single person has wanted to love more. Hmm. Every single one. Every single person has wanted to love more. At that time, their conscience becomes very acute. And there are things that they did that they wish they had not done. And they're hoping to find forgiveness. And then there's the third factor, which many of us will struggle with. It's the attachment to form and the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. I remember my grandmother, Allison, I felt her. I was away in New York. I was actually in India. She had a stroke. And I remembered going to a seer and asking them, Mike, somebody in my life has died. And the seer came back and says, no, no one has died. But on my way back, I got a call from my father. It was my grandmother. And I could feel it. My whole right arm had just gotten into a weird place. And when I finally went to see my grandmother, she was in a coma. And I just whispered in her ear and I played her favorite Indian music. And she started to wiggle like jiggle like this. And then everybody in the family came in the room and says, oh, my gosh, grandma's moving. Grandma's moving. How did Jen do this? I did it because I spoke to her soul and I says, Grams, it's me, Jen, your soul. You'll never die. But if you want to see us to talk with us a little bit, it's fine. Just come back. But if you decide to leave, the only soul you'll see is God's light. And if you want, you can come back in a different form. And if you don't want, you can stay and relax up there for a while. And in five minutes, she was back. And she stayed around for three and a half, four years. Oh, my word. (laughs) Wow. The power of love (laughs) and truth. Yeah, talk about soul-to-soul conversation. So this brings me to inclusion revolution. What is that? Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts. I did that because of what was going on in the country. I sat, I still have my book. I walk with my book of the Constitution in my handbag. Hmm. Can you believe it? Who does that? Sister Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I kept reading these words in our constitution. And I would look at the Bill of Rights, the preamble, and I go, we're not living these words. This isn't it. We're not living it. And so I decided to do a meditation when I was in India on the mountaintop. And so inclusion revolution together with love 
is a meditation album that I chose to do for us as Americans to understand what those words mean to us and how we're to experience them to embody the power of our existence on this particular part of the world in America. So it's a meditation album. It's partnered with a hip hop artist because I've never listened to hip hop before. <laughs> so I said, if I'm going to do an album on inclusion, I should be with something I know nothing about, but I have a stereotypical sort of a idea. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I partnered with Joe Rob. you know, he has his whiskey, his cigar, and he does his thing. And that could sometimes go, I wouldn't do that, but okay. <laughs> and Joe Rob took such a while to try to sing into my meditations. I says, Joe, you're the one. You're going to do this with me. So he produced these beautiful beats to my meditations. Mm. And so for me, I look at it more as an upbeat. Work on your treadmill, listen to meditation treadmill about the constitution and go out there and make a difference in the country. So that was nice. Like I love it. Such an <laughs> activist. And and you said you have a, a new album in the works or new project uh, coming um, up? Grammy winner, yeah. Grammy winner Ricky Cage, who's fantastic, he's out of India, and he and I are working on a new album, which is a, a meditation infusion album, and that should be coming out next month, Ooh. so I'm looking forward to that. So what we're doing is that I've sort of created some lyrics of inspiring words. We need to just believe in ourselves, and so Ricky's laying the music for that, and um, I'm just excited about what he's planning to do with that work, because he's a talent. He's, he's so great. And guess what? Huh. All of Ricky's music is donated to helping the environment. So wow. most of his music is designed to help to promote emotional, environmental um, awareness and wellness for the planet. And Ricky's hmm. whole purpose is to fight global warming. Wow. Yeah. Well, please let us know how we can support. Send us the links and all the information and then I can disseminate. And also, I'm just going to put this out here off the record, on the record. If you need a co-host or a digital correspondent for season two of Soul Talk on the Hill, let your girl know. <laughs> I just want to do that. I, I want to know what's going on back that. there and study, you know, sit at your feet and then sit at their feet, listen, observe gather intel and bring it out to the masses i will definitely consider that i think i will be delighted i mean i know that yeah. i would that's maybe a selfish request <laughs> it's important i think especially for your generation it's important to still have hope in our political system mm. even though now it doesn't seem like there is hope in it but i think that's why we all need to go out and express our power to vote Mm -hmm. and to select the individual that we feel understands our heart and understands us as people. Hmm. And, um, you know, use your discerning abilities. Just know who would know me better than somebody who might have lived my way hmm. versus somebody who has really not known the other side of the track. What do they really know that what I need to survive? So just go out and vote, everyone. Doesn't Just vote, 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 vote. With your heart. <laughs> and and I did a, program, a clear you know, heart. You know, I did an initiative, everyone. I've done 20 national initiatives uh, in this country. And one of my latest ones was called Meditate the Vote. Mm. Yeah, it was in this last election. And I basically invited people, think about it. 
before you really cast your ballot think think about what it's going to be hmm. as you can see not a lot of people meditate at the moment <laughs> <laughs> So as we as we bring it to a close, I know that we can play one of your guided meditations to help people rest and digest and, and take in this information more deeply. Um, but is there anything else that you intuitively want to share with our audience or guide us in a meditation now? Consider yourself a soul. Your original nature is peace and purity. You've come from the source of light. You will return there. But don't give sorrow don't take sorrow. Remember that three C's are important to no longer feed. Criticize, complain, and compete. And when you put aside your three C's, your eyes will sparkle more and you will walk on the planet with more self-trust and you will attract people who will trust you more hmm. in your life. And so just to remember these thoughts and feelings and take moments to pause as much as you can during the day and check in with where your thoughts are. Are the thoughts connected to peace and purity as you make this choice or not? Or is it off somewhere in a tangent? Just take care of your souls now, everyone. Hmm. The world needs you, you need you, and the future generation needs you. Thank you for sharing and being here with us. Allison, you're amazing. I am so inspired by your courage, your ability to be insightful, sensing the future and the temperament of your own heart, but also the fact that change has to happen, um, especially when you break through your own limits. And I've been observing you since I've met you in, in Denver. I've gotten to know you so much better. And I'm so touched and moved by the way you're showing up in the world. Hmm. And you've got my million full blessings and pure feelings that only the good and everything great and auspicious will come for you and to you. And I mean that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank Might you. be my first tears on the show, <laughs> which is perfect. So we'll wrap it up here with the community. We'll also share your meditation and then we'll do the, the mantras. But for everyone tuning in right now, today we've learned that we're more than we conceive ourselves to be. If infinite means everywhere, inside and out, then it means infinity is inside us. How does this influence your job today, your beliefs and your relationships. Could you stop clinging to the world and having it, you know, be a push from the past and let yourself be drawn by the soul? Okay, it is time for our weekly mantras. I will say each twice and then in the space for the third, you can follow along and use these to change how you see the world and yourself and your soul. Number one, I recognize when I am criticizing, complaining, and competing. Instead, I will practice being empathetic, accepting, and cooperative. I recognize when I am criticizing, complaining, and competing. Instead, 
I will practice being empathetic, accepting, and cooperative. Number two, I will discern whether I am being pushed from the past or pulled by the future. I will discern whether I am being pushed from the past or pulled by the future. And finally, I'm aware of my anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego. Now I will choose peace, purity, contentment, love, and wisdom. I'm aware of my anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego. Now I will choose peace, purity, contentment, love, and wisdom. Beautiful. Once again, if you want more information regarding today's conversation, you can visit brahmakumaris.org. Quick spelling, that's B-R-A-H-M-A-K-U-M-A-R-I-S.org. And americameditating.org. We'll put both those links in the description below. And as always, please, please, please take a moment to share this with someone who comes to mind. And if you haven't, leave a rating and review so we can continue growing our community. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you next week for more Simplexity. It's anything but small talk. Peace. Om Shanti. Meditation day one. What is the core of your belief? And why does it matter? It is important for us to take a look at what we learned through our life experiences and what has led us to believe and at our core, our intrinsic, pure, original qualities such as love, peace, purity, acceptance, I, the living energy, I sit here rooted in the core of my intrinsic beliefs and I allow them to emerge beautifully.